0: Be inspired. Learn ways to show up focused, centered, and more dynamic in your everyday life. Welcome back to the Empowered Spirit Show. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining me today. This episode is being brought to you by Forecast Salon, located in Homewood, Alabama, Forecast is a hair salon on a mission to shape a movement in the beauty industry, focusing on education, fashion, and creativity. Forecast strives to train stylists with the latest in education to provide their guests with the latest trends. Follow them on Instagram at Forecast Salon or find them online with their online store at forecastsalon.com. And check out their latest in stylist innovation at Club Forecast Salon on Instagram. As this podcast goes to air, we've been in this rich phase of the moon, growing in light, helping our dreams build through our visions. We've moved into the sun sign of Aquarius, the collective consciousness, the get out of the box energy, and we have our first full moon of 2024 coming in next week. It's in Leo, our power, our solar plexus energy, offering us the ability to open up, to find the courage and expand our consciousness with this love from the heart. Winter's a time to speak to your ancestors. It's a time to look at the connections and traits you carry through with as you expand in your consciousness. It's a time of growth for the soul. This is some of the work we've been doing in my Soul Work Online program. This past week, we worked with spiritual contracts, especially generational contracts we each carry, even vows we make in this lifetime or another. Quite fascinating what is uncovered and the healing that can come forward. It is possible to break through these old imprints and to open up to a different way of showing up in your life for yourself and your children and their children through all the generations, really. As you move through winter, creating a spiritual practice has many amazing benefits as we're going to talk about today. More often than not, it's out of crisis. It doesn't have to be, but mine was, as was my guest today as well. And if you find that you are in crisis and need help, a different kind of help that normally isn't prescribed, schedule a spiritual breakthrough call with me and let's talk about what you can do to begin a daily practice for you. Links are in the show notes for my private mentoring as well as the call. In today's episode, I speak with Rebecca Castle, originally from New Orleans, now in Birmingham, about what she calls a near-death experience in real time. In this episode, we talk about what near-death in real time is, spiritual experiences, religious experiences, spiritual practices, training, readings, higher self, skepticism, doubt, and opening up. Before we begin, let's take a moment to pause breathe and set an intention to honor where you are right now. So wherever you are, if you can, close your eyes. Take a nice deep inhale, breathing up the body. And as you exhale, call all your energy into you, slowing down. Inhale, take another deep breath up the body. Exhale, call in your spirit. Feel the spiritual body aligning right on top of the physical body, the mental, the emotional, centering, aligning. Taking another deep, inhale. And as you exhale, dropping right into the heart, right into the deepest part, feel that connection, your spirit and the greater spirit. Know that you are loved, supported, guided feeling all this energy coming in around you. Taking another deep inhale as we open up, as we call in the masters, the teachers, the archangels, the crystal beings. Calling in your higher self. Feel this alignment of energy coming in for you. Exhaling all the way down deep into the earth, grounding and centering. Taking another deep, inhale and exhale right here in the deepest part of your heart. Take a moment of awareness, noticing where you are, the season of winter or summer, depending on where you are. Right here in the deepest part of your heart, setting an intention for your path. Feel it, see it, hear it, know it. And allow the elevated emotions, how you want to feel, to radiate out all around you, setting your vibration. Taking another deep inhale. And exhale, grounding with Mother Earth. Focusing the third eye. And as you're ready, blinking the eyes back open, coming back. So my guest today is Rebecca Castle. She is an energy healer and angel interpreter who underwent a life-altering, spiritually transformative experience from the ages of 26 to 28, and when she saw a beautiful light that spoke to her. After witnessing this light, she began having psychic dreams, seeing light within everyone, feeling how connected we all are viewing alternate lifetimes of her life, and feeling supported by angels. It took many years for her to understand and accept her experiences due to being raised in a skeptical environment, as well as coming from an interfaith background. She now uses her experiences and training to help give readings and teach workshops that help others to live in alignment with their true nature, love. So let us welcome Rebecca to the show. Welcome, Rebecca. Hi, thank you so much for having me.
1: I'm so happy to be here.
0: I'm so happy to have you too. Rebecca, we've known each other for a while. I think we first met at Birmingham Yoga. Oh, right? that's right. We did meet there. I mean, yeah. it's- doing a shtanga together. Yeah. You were teaching a little bit with Joanna, yeah. Reiki. Yeah. yeah, but you know, I never knew about your life-changing experience. Never knew about it. So I think that's a good place for us to start. Let's just kind of share with our listeners what that was about for you.
1: Okay, thanks. Yeah, you wouldn't be the only one. I kept this really close to my heart for over a decade because I, it took me a really long time to decide I wasn't, you know, quote-unquote crazy. But, um, you know, I started to do a lot of healing in my early 20s because I had a horrible trauma when I turned 13 that I didn't really deal with for a long time. And when I started learning how to heal Um, Part of my healing journey was learning Reiki and um, learning yoga after I kind of graduated from therapy. But this transformative experience happened as I was healing uh, when I was 26. So I was um, writing in my journal one night after I kind of started to do this deeper healing work, getting to know that I had a heart and a soul that mattered. Um, As I was writing in my journal, I felt really overcome by this feeling that kind of started feeling tingles through my body. I started crying and I just wrote, it was almost like I channeled this message or I was taken over by the divine. I wrote, dear God, I have decided to give my life to you and whatever that entails. I want to be guided by you by the light. This is my pledge. I will work hard to follow this path and bring it to fruition. Please help me do this. Please help me bring light to other people. Thank you. Amen. So that was what started my whole experience. I wrote that. I was crying. I meant it. But I didn't think it was a big deal to write that. But it turns out I'd taken like a very serious written vow. (laughs) And that night when I went to bed, I saw a light come over my bed. um, That was like, the moment I saw it, I knew it was like, it could see all the way through to my heart. And I was really scared of it. And I told it to go away. It was just like a light. And it looked and, it, and then as when I told her to go away, I like tensed up and I was like, I'm so scared, go away. I felt um, tingles come into my head and they started to spread through my head. I thought it was a headache. I didn't know what this was. I didn't know anything about this. I knew a little bit about learning how to do Reiki level two, but I didn't know that, um, you know, what these kind of spiritual experiences were like. So all these tingles started going through my head and then I let go into it. And I felt a voice come into my head that said, You don't have to be afraid, but if you are, you can wear a hat. And it put a graduation hat into my mind's eye. And I was 26, and I I remember saying, Well, I, I don't like that hat. I didn't think it was a cute hat. So I like to ch- change, try to change the hat. And then now I know if you do that, like the communication stops. But the experience continued for the next ten, two years. It was like a near-death experience in real time. So the next morning, so there were certain things that happened to me over two years in real time. Um, when I woke up the next morning, I saw light coming outside of everyone.
0: Okay, let's take a pause here for a moment. Let's let's talk a little bit about what you've talked about. Spiritual experiences, seeing things, not understanding it. Yeah, they can be scary. How does that relate or what does it mean when you say, Near death experience in real time, because I'll be honest, mostly you hear about or I hear about anyway, like near death experience, like you almost died. I love this idea of near death experience in real time.
1: Yeah. Thank you. It's, um, they've kind of, this is how I finally found a community that where my experience made sense with the near-death community. They call them near-death-like experiences. I didn't almost die, but a lot of the points of the things that happened to me over those two years are really consistent with the near-death experience, but they happened um, during my regular life. I did have a really bad fever that I was getting over when I wrote that in my journal, but I didn't almost die that I know of. I think it, I think it did, allow me to be in a more spiritual space though.
0: (laughs) That's fascinating. I know that um, back in 2020, right before the pandemic, I was going to teach Reiki at my studio and I was Mm -hmm. in a car accident, got T-boned. And I had an out-of-body experience. Now, I never said it was near death. I don't think it was, but it's definitely out-of-body. And I definitely can say, especially at this point looking back, when I came back into my body, there was a huge message Wow, and that huge message helped me to really open up to more of who I was. I'd been closing down. I was back in Birmingham, and I realized, mm-hmm. like, oh, what are you holding back for? But that that moment was life changing. So I guess that may actually be what you're talking about as well. Yeah, I think
1: it sounds like that to me. Near death, like it's a, it really helps put a framework to a lot of spiritual experiences. These, you know, it's a do- bunch of doctors that have researched these from patients coming back. So it feels very accessible to me because I come from a family of doctors. Well, there you
0: go. That definitely helps for sure. Yeah. It helps you to explain it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like that idea because there was a big message and for you, it started you, would you say believing more in what was going on or really wasn't until you found this group?
1: Um, well, I had a few people that helped me. with So all of these experiences in my framework of my life, I was would have been schizophrenic because my mom was a psychologist and my dad was a doctor. So I had no framework for spiritual experiences. But my stepdad was a Homa Choctaw traitor or medicine man. My mom remarried him in my early 20s. So he was part of my life during this. He had a lot of dreams about it. And he was modeling for me that it was okay to be spiritual. He would see spirits. He had psychic dreams. So um, I didn't tell him everything I went through, but he helped me reframe it. And then I also, I met with a shaman that I found on Google while all this was happening to me. Um, I wasn't like seeking out shamanism, but I did Google someone to talk to you. I was like, I could go to a rabbi. I could go to a minister. I could go to a psychologist, or I could go to like a shaman. I heard my Reiki teacher talk about them. And so, you know, I went, I went to him like the whole time, during grad school, because I was like, I think I'm crazy. He was like, we're all crazy. You're fine.
0: I love that. I love that. And I love that you have brought in energy that runs through you. Okay. It wasn't your biological dad, but he was in your home. He was creating the environment, the energy, the vibration. And I love that you were able to Mm -hmm. open up to that and that he was, no, it sounds to me like almost like watching over you, like keeping you protected in this energy.
1: He, he really did. And he was so tuned in with it. And he could see, you know, from my birth family, I love both my parents, but I was like, considered a more troubled child, because of my trauma and what I'd gone through. But he when we met, he was like, he could see the spiritual side of me that no one in my birth family had seen. You know, he was like, she has the light, he was like, trying to tell me a lot of things. And I, it's just such a different worldview. And I'm so thankful for both
0: my dads. I bet. Yeah. My dad and my stepdad. Wow. I would never know that about you either, Rebecca, because you're so soft-spoken and you're quiet. Who would have thought you were a troubled child? My goodness.
1: You know, the God and healing and the light, it really helps. It really (laughs) helps. If you would have met me 20 years ago, you'd have been like, oh, she's messed
0: up. (laughs) Yeah. You would have met me 20 years ago. I was a different person too. So I do understand. And that shows the beauty of doing this work, especially shows the beauty of when we start to really trust it. You know?
1: Yeah, well, you're such a powerful healer. I just have to to say that while we're talking about this, because you really have helped me so <laughs> Thank much. Thank
0: you. Too. Thank you. Thank you. I, I go through my own stuff, too. And like I said, that 2020, like I had a I had that out of body, too. And it's like, your work is not done. You need to open up more to who you really are. It's like those were like That's strong beautiful. words. And here I'm thinking, going along, and I'm just kind of, you know, I kind of fell into what they do down here in Birmingham when I came from oh, New York. No, Whisper. Yeah. <laughs> I do that too, right? I do that too. Don't tell yeah. anybody, right? And and it was like, yeah, I'm tired of whispering about it. I really am, right? And so I do think when we have experiences like that, and then when we can start to trust the gifts, I remember having the teacher one time that told me, when you don't use your gifts, you sit in penalty of your gifts. It reminded me what you said about the hat.
1: Oh my gosh. I have goosebumps right now. I have so many goosebumps when you said that, because that's so true. And I felt my gift eating me alive before I started actually sharing and talking and doing it. Yeah. That is such a powerful yeah. statement from your teacher. And it
0: really made me realize, you know, and I know when I started doing Akashic work, that was like the first rule I had. If I see it, I say it. I don't care if it makes sense or not. If I see it, I say it, right? Not that I don't care, but the courage to just say what I see and then however it becomes interpreted is what we'll go for. But yeah, I agree because we can get scared of it. And especially that, you know, well, for me, I know when I started, I am much older than you, but there wasn't as many teachers out there, right? And there wasn't as many people to talk about. And you also talk about, you know, how you mentioned like you go to rabbi, go to minister, you go like... Like there is some trauma in there. And I know we, you and I both share this, that interfaith, you know, let's talk about that a little bit. Like, how did yeah. that affect you as well?
1: Well, you know, I've been spending a lot of time trying to fit my experience in a religious framework, and I just think it doesn't quite fit. <laughs> I, it fits in all of them somewhat. And so, I mean, I, I've never been able to really settle in one religion. Every time I go into a church or a synagogue or anywhere, I'm like, this is beautiful. I love it. Let's do all this. Let's do this. You know, it's like every, I can feel that light in each one. So, and, um, but I really do feel like most, I was raised Jewish, so I'm, I feel very connected to the Jewish faith. But, you know, my mom comes from a super
0: Christian family. I just have an interesting American background. <laughs>
1: Like, you know, like we all do. Yeah, I I hear
0: you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, me too. Me too. And I actually had a lot of conversations. I went to visit my aunts, my mom's sisters. There was like nine of them. I keep saying 10, but there's actually nine in their family. They came from Arkansas, Mm. family of farmers. And she was the first one to marry into the Jewish religion. Wow. And you know what? It was never questioned. It was always accepted. Everybody was loved. We were always loved there. And then I come back to Birmingham and there's a lot of, you know, like, hmm, yeah. anti-Semitism. And it did it did create a lot of trauma in me, which I really, since coming back to Birmingham, right. have been able to move through some of that healing. That's with.
1: beautiful.
0: Right? Yeah. yeah. And I think there are some pretty teachings in all the religions, but then it's those boundaries, those walls, right. right? And then it's the idea of, oh, the work that you're doing, it's going outside of the religion. It's bad. It's devil's work. Yeah. And it really isn't. Thankfully, I haven't gotten that from
1: like the more liberal streams of Judaism,
0: but definitely
1: certain strands of more fundamental um, Christianity. Yes. But, you know, every I've just known. So like I told this, I've just known I've had a lot of good experiences with my religious choices. Like I've only known like mostly in my personal life, really kind people wherever I've gone, thankfully. Um, But, yeah, I feel like. Yeah, I just I don't know. It doesn't always fit, but it, it does.
0: So not to embarrass you, what year were you born? Seventy nine. All right. I was born in 57, 79, 57. So in the South, I I wish I could say that I didn't have a lot of those experiences, but I did. I felt it in high school. I felt it in the youth groups. I felt it in the country clubs. I was excluded.
1: That's
0: horrible. Yeah. So I did feel it and it did. Although now I can say I'm grateful because I see my path and I see how I can help to break through the walls. Yeah. Right. And just open it up because through my interfaith ministry, through the being ordained, you know, we learned all religion oh, comes from the same beautiful. space. Yeah. Right. It all comes from the same space. Yeah. Oh, that's
1: beautiful. And I didn't know you were an interfaith ordained minister. I love that. About I am you, an Mary. interfaith
0: ordained minister. That I so say this, cool. Rebecca, I left Birmingham as a white Southern Jewish girl and I came back as an ordained minister. Of spiritual counseling. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Like, what? What was that? And I almost quit because nobody knew what I was talking about. And thank goodness for tapping. That's part of my story. Just tapped it right out. Yeah. yeah and
1: now it's a big part of, like, the temple. I, I love the temple's work on interfaith. And now everyone's talking about interfaith. And, in fact, I had a dream. You know, my dreams after my experience got really prescient. So I'll have psychic dreams and I can pray for guidance in my dreams. It doesn't happen all the time, but about once a month. Or So I prayed for guidance. What religion should I be? This was a couple years ago um, to my guides and angels and whatever God. And it was like, I had a dream that night. I saw all my Jewish friends loving each other, having a Shabbat dinner, being kind. And then I saw all my Christian friends helping each other, doing, praying and da, 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 being kind. And I woke up and it was like, oh, okay, so like I just need to be kind and, and be nice <laughs> and loving. I mean, that was really what I got from my... Um, and I'm sure that makes sense with your interfaith ministry.
0: (laughs) It does make sense with my interfaith ministry. And that's the beautiful part of it. I get a little bit, you know, I don't know what the word I get a a little bit lost when all the rules come in. Can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do this. You can't do that. But there are some beautiful customs in all of it. There really is. But the ability to accept each other as they are, that's the bigger lesson. And that's why I like spirituality. It just opens up all of that. And it actually, too, what I love is it brings... It right back into you. So, lots of times we go out to the religious and like pray out here, pray out there, look up there. Right,
1: outside. That's so true. That is so true, Terry. It's about what's in your heart. I mean, that's what my experience was. I'd been to church and synagogue at that point, but I'd never taken a written vow in my heart to the divine, and that's what made me really crazy really intense spiritual experiences.
0: I think it's awesome. And I think it's all the choice that we all have. And it does take, I'm not saying you have to go to a near death, but it does take going really deep within. And it's one of the reasons I like the Akashic records too, because we pull in the spirit, we pull in the soul, we pull in those messages and there's no judgment. Many times it's like, oh, look at what my soul yeah. went through. Uh-huh. Oh, and you have all this compassion and love. And then we get back down here on earth and it's like, you did that, you you know? And so we do have that judgment. But I think it is right. so beautiful when we can pull ourselves out and sure. look at it and have that divinity for our own soul. And it's going to look different for everybody.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, that's so true. Not everyone needs to have an experience like what I had. I think everyone has a different type of spirituality and a different path towards what's best for their soul. I think a lot of my journey in this life is um, overcoming skepticism and also healing. A lot of this has really been about healing from trauma for me. So, and and aligning with the light. But you know, some people are already pretty spiritual, and so they don't need like a really in your
0: face experience. Probably. <laughs> you know, some people. That's a good point because I have people that come to me and they'll go you know, my kundalini awakening was blah, blah, blah. When was yours? And I think about like, well... I don't really know if I had like an amazing kundalini awakening. I know I went through major crisis. So if you want to call that my awakening, that's more what I call it. But I don't really know what that feels like. I've done kundalini classes and I've lifted the energy up, you know, but I don't quite know what that means, but it doesn't mean I don't believe it. And I judge it. It's like, okay, great. So that's what you're saying. Some people have those kind of experiences. Some people have an accident experience. Some people Mm -hmm. have like even what I went through crisis where nothing was working right? Mm-hmm. And just like was guided to find some help, right? That kind yeah. of thing. But I agree. I think it's something for everything. And I don't think we have to wait for the crisis either to open up to our spiritual path. I really don't. Yeah. But you know, I did. I think it's hard to note. I mean, maybe now <laughs> people are getting, <laughs> the
1: only reason why I decided to really get into healing in my in when I was 23 was because I kept having like breakdowns and my life just kept not working. And I was young for all that to start happening, but I kept trying to just push out and do things that were not in alignment with my soul. And my whole world just kept being like, no, 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 no. And that, you know,
0: I think that happens for many of us. And I've, I've been too. where you start chasing shiny objects. You start thinking everybody's better than you and you got to do what everybody else says. And it's like, Whoa, that's so exhausting. Right. And so when we can learn to really tune into ourselves, find the messages, find your vibration. That's when the powerful energy comes forward and then the confidence too. Yeah, Yeah. So true. And you know what? Some of it too is training, practicing, having tools, Committing to a spiritual practice daily. Mm-hmm. That's so yeah. true. But I'm also watching, right?
1: yeah, like my daughter go through school and just how much of that is learned, like the competition, reaching for what's outside of you, unless they're in a really spiritually attuned school like Waldorf, where she used to be. Now, I like her current school, but it's like, It's all external and it's competition and it's who's getting the grade and who's doing the reading. And that's how I was raised. So it's like you really do learn how to detach from your own inner knowing and you have to unlearn it. But we all need to unlearn it because we all need to know our inner knowing.
0: (laughs) We do. What a great point because it is taught. But that is shifting in society. Yes. That is definitely shifting. and I know this sounds silly, but one of the things that I learned from Taylor Swift this year, I love Taylor. All right. okay, I'm a Swifty, I have to admit. but look at all the collaboration. Look how much she really connected with her people. Look how she aligned with other artists in a great light. Mm-hmm. right. And so she kind of started to break that down, mm-hmm. I think. yeah. Right. And that's something I took from her because I know sometimes it could be like, oh, well, she's doing it. So I can't do it or she's going to do it. why should I? You know, right. And so we have this right. little competition going on right. instead of lifting everybody up and just really like, yes, let's create this amazing community. So that is, I think, a good thing to look at that we all can do this work and that we all can lift each other up yeah. and connect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, you're also a speech pathologist. Yes, I am during the day. How does some of this play into there? You know, it's so interesting. I've been thinking about this, Terry.
1: Um, Especially now that I'm doing this angel channeling and angel messages, it's like I i always loved studying languages. I always love communicating. And so here I am, instead of doing another language with another person or helping a child learn how to communicate, I am literally tuning into angels and helping them communicate their messages. So it really feels like it all, I just realized how it all connects like this week or like the last few months, so...
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, it's through the voice. I mean, the voice is part of the Claire audience, the hearing. Yes. It's part of that Claire and that intuitive ability. So, yeah, mm-hmm. and I love it. And then speaking it. Kind of like I said, if I see it, I speak it, right? right. Learning to use the voice. Yeah. It's been really right. Cool. To bring forward those messages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Now, you also have a blog. Mm-hmm. Accidental Mystic. Yeah, that's a Substack I started in the um spring to
1: kind of get ready for the conference that I spoke at, the International Association for Near Death Studies. That's when I started sharing. So I had to kind of get a narrative going. So I started to write weekly about you know, deconstructing my skepticism, what happened in my spiritual experience and what it meant. So I write that every week. And that's just more like me as a personality, what happened. But I also do like channeled angel messages as well on my website and my Instagram.
0: So I love that you as a person, what you've come to understand. I love yes. that. And then you also talk about in these channeling of messages, talking about the healing team of light. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for asking about that. This is like, um, the more I tune in and
1: the more I hear messages. So as I started to give these messages, I'll just talk a little bit about the development of it. It was my form of prayer for 10 years or more. I would just sit down at my computer and I would meditate and I would just ask my angels and guides like to, for guidance. And I would just feel a message come in kind of like my experience started writing in my journal and I would just get, get guidance from them. And so, and I would write it for myself. And then about a year ago, or less. I don't know. I was writing a message. I was like, oh, I got a message that I could share with people. And so I started sharing them and people love them. And um, at first it was like angels. I felt like it was messages from the angels. But as I started to tune in more to the angels speaking to me, they were like, we're not just angels. (laughs) We're the healing team of light. So it includes angels, archangels, and ascended masters. Um, And I think different beings that come in for healing at different times. So, you know, this journey for me has been all about healing. So it's like, that's really what I know. It's like healing your heart, healing from trauma. So that's who I tune into.
0: So I get this question a lot and I'd love to hear your take on Mm -hmm. it. As you talk about getting messages from the healing team of light, how does that differ than getting messages from God or getting messages from your higher self? Is there? That's such a
1: good question. It's probably not different.
0: I think it's all kind of very the same. But um, I do,
1: you know, I had h- had an interesting experience last week where I was meditating before I got my message, healing team of light message for um, the the collective, and I got a message just for me, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. And they were like, that's just for you. I was like, oh, okay, okay, that's for me. <laughs> and then because sometimes I think, are these messages all just for me? But in a way, I think they're they're all for me and all of us. But I mean, I guess. I don't think it's that different. I think it's all connected. I just think it, I think of it as like the chakra system going up. So it's like me, my higher self, angels, archangels, and it's like all the way up to God, it really is all the same.
0: Yeah, I agree. I kind of look at it too. It's like, I think it's also too, how you're kind of set up your practice, mm-hmm. right? How you practice, how you recognize messages. Yeah. You know, I know that sometimes, like even in mediumship, well, I'll set it up this way, and where guidance comes in, you notice where it yeah. comes. I know in the Kushic records, we set up that great mm. hall of mm-hmm, light. Mm-hmm. And then we start to recognize where different energies come in and feed right. us. So maybe it is all the same. I don't even know if there really is an answer, but I get that all the time. Well, how do I know? Is it better to have a message from the channel or is it better to have a message from your higher self or is it better to have a message from the angels? That's so true. I personally think it's vibration. It is
1: vibration. I mean, the archangel and angel vibration is really, really, really fine and clear, Um but I do say, like, I had gotten a comment, like, she's talking to demons. That's a YouTube anonymous person. And it's like, how do I know who I'm talking to? Like, it's like how I know I'm talking to Terry versus my friend, Samantha. It's like, you kind of get to know that world. And at a lower vibration, you definitely can, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there. And I feel like I definitely set the stage. And I say, I'm going to talk to the healing team of light. And that's who I talk to. And that's who I feel. Um, and I can feel different ages. Energy
0: follows intention. Yeah practice it's like discernment
1: and like yeah like being adept at what you know i mean when you're really involved in the spiritual world as you and i are and i had to be because i had these experiences happen to me i had to really learn about it and i have <laughs> it's just like going to school or
0: like learning different different skills so it is it is going to school it's like the mystery schools that's what it yeah. is that's exactly that's what true. it is and trusting that this is valuable lessons that can come forward that we can learn yeah. i so agree with that very true yeah, I definitely do. Yeah. So where can people find you? What's going on? Anything you'd like to share with yeah, us? So I you can find me at my website,
1: RebeccaCastle.com. Um, R-E-B-E-C-C-A-K-A-S-T-L.com. Um, that's where you can book a session with me. I offer angel readings and energy healings. And um, I'm just starting to offer, I have a lot of clients that text me when they have a weird spiritual experience. So this is like, I also offer spiritual coaching or spiritual awakening coaching. Just if you've had a weird experience, you're freaking out about it and you really want to talk about it for a long time, you can book a session for that or just, you know, message me about it. But, um, yeah, so yeah, I have that. And then I'm also, um, offering some trainings coming up in the spring for, um, to communicating with your spirit guides and angels. So one is going to be online with the international association for near death studies. That's IANS. Um, it's a three-part workshop starting January 27th, and you can find information for that on my website or at the ians.org website. I'm also offering a class in March at Ritual and Shelter, our little spot in Birmingham that you and I both work with. So, okay,
0: ritual and Shelter. Yeah,
1: so I have a class, in-person class if you're in the area, March
0: 11th. And are you teaching Holy Fire Reiki? Do you still teach that? You know,
1: Terry, I could. I haven't done that lately. I have done a few classes a while ago. And if you're interested in learning it, I'd love to I or did you already get attuned to that? You
0: Yeah. So I No, I've had some I went through the I went I went towards Akashic Records. I training. love I your thought Akashic. about it. I never did Corona Reiki either. Did you ever do No, Reiki? I just did Reiki.
1: I mean, Reiki was really just part of my healing journey. And then I did holy fire Reiki yeah. training a couple of years ago. Um it's very beautiful and powerful. And if anyone's interested in me offering that, I definitely can offer it for small groups. So
0: Excellent. Yeah. Okay. So I will have all your links in the show awesome. notes for Thank sure. You. So as I go to close, I like to come back and ask, and perhaps you can even share with us a message that has been coming forward in humanity right now that can help to empower the spirit for what we're all going through. The message that's been coming through a lot for me and my
1: channelings and right now was that your heart is sacred. If you're listening to this, your heart is seen by the divine and it's always cared for and loved And every step you take to really align with your heart and to allow love in and to accept the love of the divine is seen and it helps you and it helps all of humanity. You're a sovereign being with a beautiful soul.
0: You are a sovereign being with a beautiful soul. Live your fullest light. Align with your heart. Yeah, you are divine. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's that's what came through. So I hope it's helpful for anyone listening.
0: Thank you. I'm sure it will be. Thank you. And thank you for joining us today. It's been a pleasure getting to know you more and talking with you. Yay, to your spirit. Thank you, Terry, so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, namaste. Namaste. Yes, it can be scary to have an awakening and not understand. It's okay to freak out a little bit, but pull it back in. Seek a teacher. Find the skills you were guided to learn. It's a good thing. As I shared about the car wreck I was in, it woke me up to a higher power within me that I was not utilizing until now. And like Rebecca, now opening up to help others with her messages and guidance. Be sure to share this episode with someone else you know that may need to hear it. You never know what kind of crisis people are going through. Thanks again for listening. This is your host, Harry Ann Hyman. To your spirit, namaste. With this new season, I have a few openings for my Empowered Spirit private mentoring program. A program that will help you transform your life, leave your old story behind, find trust in your inner guidance, and live your dreams, not someone else's. All by building a spiritual practice tailored for you. And be sure to schedule your 2024 projection of energy session. Get an intuitive reading. Links will be in the show notes.